Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. We have been praying the book of Philippians and I want us to go to Philippians chapter 4 because that's where we are today. Philippians uh, chapter 4, if you could run there with me, uh, we'll be grateful. Now, the book of Philippians is so loaded and this chapter is also so loaded. We'll take a lot of time on, on, on this chapter. Maybe it will take us all the way to Saturday. So uh, we want to really squeeze a lot of juice out of uh, this chapter. It's a powerful chapter. Verse 1, uh, Paul says, Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. You see, when you follow the book of Philippians, you realize that Paul was really passionate about this church. And you can see that at some point he was like fighting. Um, he was like fighting some guys who had infiltrated the church, you know, to try and confuse these believers. And I am so glad that we can see that Paul fought them and he was able to overcome them. You know, these were wicked wicked people who wanted to destroy the church and at this point you can see that um by the time we're getting to chapter four he's describing his love you know for this church you have we see a lot of warm uh warmth and we see a lot of love you know from paul concerning you know this church and he's describing his heartfelt you know uh, his heartfelt affection towards this church. And that's why, you know, he really fought for this church. He really warned them against false teachers. He told them not to follow any other example that they didn't, that he didn't model before them. You know, he told them to be careful of false teachers and stuff like that. So here he, he opens up his heart so that we can see why he was really, really passionate about this church and you can see that he loved he loved this church you see a lot of warmth you know from his heart towards uh, this church this shows that for paul uh, paul really really was committed to this church to see you know this church stand so there are few 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 adjectives here that he is using uh, for us to really i know see where he had placed this church in his heart uh, you, you, you know, um, these were his children. These were his spiritual children. And you can see that uh, Paul expresses his heart to us so that we may see how he felt, you know, about this church. And he uses, you know, very uh, loving words, loving adjectives here that I want us to look at. The first one that he uses is my beloved. You know, this this is almost like a romantic word you know my beloved i mean if you tell somebody you are my beloved you know they begin to melt isn't it if you tell a girl you're my beloved you know she will melt you know and 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 um if you tell a boy you're my beloved he will feel like ish yeah you feel some electricity you know going through his body it's almost like you know it's almost like um romantic romantic words and he's expressing his love his deep affection you know to 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 the church i want to tell cot this morning that you are my beloved 
you know i want to tell uh, tyc this morning that you are my beloved i love you you know so much um i wish i can open up my uh heart for you to see the love that i have for you it's 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 crazy love you know it's deep love um it's it's, it's love that i can't really really uh articulate with words it's like a deep deep ocean you know so i really really love you you are my beloved i'm telling you every time i see you you know you know my heart is elated you know all my compasses i want you to know that you are my beloved cot embakasi cot um lolongo cot makindu cot um uh, Umoja, COT, Ruai, and every other COT campus that we are going to open, you are my beloved. My pastors, I want you to know that you are my beloved. My shepherds, I want you to know that you are my beloved. You are so much in my heart. Those who can listen to me, those who are hearing my voice right now, I want you to know that you are my beloved. I love you so much, you know. And so Paul expresses a very deep you know um a very deep agape love towards this church and he's literally becoming vulnerable to us opening up his heart you know for us to see how he loved this church he calls them my beloved now this is very important for us to know because the gospel of jesus christ is about love you know and we must we must run or we must do the work of the ministry from the foundation of love. And we must love people and we must love one another. The way Paul loved the church is the same way we should love one another. And we should do the work of the ministry from a point of love. Now, this is the thing that I want us to look at, you know, this morning as well. There are many, many people. It's very difficult you know, to love them. It's so hard to love them and it's hard for them to accept, you know, love. In fact, there are many people who don't even know how to be loved. They don't know how to accept love. They don't know how to receive, you know, love. They don't know how to respond, you know, to love. And the reason why is because the last time someone came into their lives and showed them love, you know, he broke their heart. He messed up their minds. You know, he, he messed up their feelings and their emotions. And so their hearts are broken and, and, and they're bleeding. Somebody took advantage of them. You know, somebody came into their love, in, into their lives rather, in the name of love, told them that, you know, I love you. And their hearts were broken and destroyed. And now they have a warped, you know, understanding of love. There are people in church, it's very difficult to show them love. You know, they reject it. In fact, when you tell them, you know, you love them, you know, they treat you or they look at you with a lot of suspicion uh, because of an experience that they went through. They have what I call love wounds and they're deep love wounds in their hearts and they're septic, you know, you know, maybe this wound, you know, they picked it up, you know, from a parent or they picked it up from a friend or they picked it up from a girlfriend or a boyfriend, or they picked it up from a spouse. And so when they come to church 
and there is all this you know love that is being splashed around you know it becomes difficult for them to become the beloved you see is one thing to be loved and is another thing for you to become the beloved it is one thing to be shown love and is a totally different bold game altogether for you to accept that love and there are many people who struggle you know with love because love has been corrupted you know in their head every time they think about love they remember pain every time they think about love they remember desertion every time they think about love they remember you know the disappointment <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> every time they think about love <clears throat> excuse me just give me a minute <clears throat> every time they think about love they always remember a painful you know experience that they went through but you need to be healed you know, and this morning you need to be healed. I pray that you may be healed, you know, so that you can become the beloved, so that you can actually receive love because part of your healing is you receiving love, you know, and this is true love. This is a couple love. This is God's, you know, love, you know, which the Bible says has been shared abroad in our hearts. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the Bible says, these are the words of Jesus. <clears throat> he said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and he has sent me to heal to heal the broken hearted so if you're here and and, and your heart is broken your you know you have love wounds your mind is messed up you can't receive love you know you can't accept love you can't be the beloved you know in the church i'm telling you there is healing for you the gospel jesus was anointed the anointing is available you know to bring to bring healing in your heart so that you can be the beloved you need to be healed so that you accept to be loved you need to be healed and restored so that you accept love because love is the foundation of the ministry love is the foundation of god god's purpose and plan for each and every one of us even jesus coming to die on um, to die in this world because of our sins he came because of love he was driven by love and he did ministry you know because love was driving him you know to the cross love was driving him you know to the grave love was driving him to rise up you know from the dead so love is the foundation of the ministry and you must be healed so that you can become the beloved otherwise love will be splashed around you but you will reject it you won't receive it and if you don't receive it, it will not benefit you. Let me tell you, love is like the air that we breathe. You know, it's love that keeps you healthy. It is love that keeps you sane. It is love that keeps you, um, uh, um, uh, uh, that keeps you, you know, feeling like you are wanted, you are needed, that your presence is important. Your presence is you know, is a blessing to the people around you. So love is very important. I mean, I mean, can you imagine living in an environment where there is hatred, nobody loves you, nobody appreciates you, nobody calls you the beloved, nobody really, you know, sees you as uh, someone that needs to be loved. I mean, it would be a very toxic environment around you. People who, uh, even studies have shown that children who are surrounded in a loving environment grow up you know, in, better than children who are not. So, so love is is your manure. Love is your fertilizer. Love is like the air that you breathe. You need it. 
you need it. And so if you have loved ones, I pray that this morning that you may be healed so that you may become the beloved. If you have these loved ones from parents, from friends, from colleagues, you know, from your brothers and your sisters, from people that you trusted, your friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it is, you need to be healed so that you can receive love. And this love can make you a better person in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Can I hear a louder amen in this house? So may God heal every broken heart here. May God restore every broken heart here. May God heal you today so that you may be this person, you know, that can be the beloved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't this powerful? This is very powerful by the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the second word that he uses here, the second word that Paul uses here, very, very powerful, that Paul uses here, he uses the word longed for brethren. He uses the word longed for brethren. And he longed for them. He didn't just call them my beloved, but he longed for them as well. You can see that, you know, he wanted to be with them. He wanted to see them, you know. He missed them dearly. And he wanted to be with these people. He longed, he longed for them. He wanted to see them again and again and again and again. That is amazing. Now, I want you to know that you only long to be with people whose presence leave a positive impact in your life. I need to say that again. You only long to be with people whose presence leave a positive impact in your life. I need to say that again. You only long to be with people whose presence leave a positive impact in your life. They leave your presence, but their positive impact lingers on forever. And that's why you want to be with them. You long for them. You desire them. Because the last time you had an encounter with them, they left a positive impact in your life. The reason why somebody, when somebody dies, we cry is because we remember the good things. We remember the positive impact that that guy, you know, has, you know, left in our lives. We remember how the person impacted our lives, how the person changed our lives. We know we go back, you know, and, and in, in, in retrospect, we can see the good things that the person did and it makes our hearts broken. You know, that's why we cry. You know, we cry because now we, we, we are trying to wonder if we can experience the same, same thing that this person brought into our lives again. You know, and it feels like it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a goodbye and it's a forever goodbye that what the person brought into your life, you will never see it again or you never experience it, you know, again. Paul longed for these people and he wanted to be with them because I believe, you know, their presence in his life impacted him positively. He missed them, you know, he wanted to be, you see, Paul was traveling all over the place, you know, and I'm sure he was having different experiences in different churches. He was traveling all over the place and he was having a different experience with different people. You see, when you have many children, you have very different experiences, you know, when you interact with those children. He had so many churches, you know, the way we shall have many churches. And I hope that your church, your campus, you know, you know, will live a very positive impact on the life of your Paul, 
you know i i have had many you know bishops speaking you know and like i had the other day you know bishop doug was speaking and he was talking about different churches that he goes to these are churches that you know are under him and he, he was explaining how he goes to particular churches and and the way they receive him you know the way they treat him you know the way you know um they receive his ministry you know as a paul as a father into their lives you know yeah it it leaves a very positive impact in his life you know and and he can he can tell that this particular congregation is different from this particular congregation as he was moving around he could tell that there were congregations that really received him well and they left a positive impact in his life paul had so many churches he had traveled to many cities he was in ephesus he was he was he was in in he was in corinth he went to galatia but you can see here you know this 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 church you know left a positive impact in his life and i pray that your campus will leave a positive impact on the life of your Paul that he will say, I long to see you. You should ask yourself, does he long to see us? Does he long to come? Does he long to be with us? Does he long, you know, to come, you know, and fellowship with us? The last time he was here, did, did we leave a positive, you know, impact, you know, in his life? You, you might be here and you're in a department. You should ask yourself, you know, when he came to our uh, meeting maybe it was a uh, it was a retreat or it was um, a departmental meeting did we leave a positive impact in his life to make him come again you know does he miss us does he miss our retreat i've attended different retreats here in different departments does he miss us does he want us to invite him again you know for our retreat or for our meeting you know because you see sometimes when a leader goes into some meetings he's going to solve problems you know, there is a crisis, there is an issue, there is a problem. Sometimes when a pastor, you know, visits a campus, there is an issue, there is a problem. You know, people are fighting, people came with weapons in the church. And so by the time he's living there, his heart is broken. I pray that that will not be your story. That the leader will not leave your meeting and his heart is broken. The leader will not leave your meeting, your church, your campus, and his heart is broken, wondering what happened, you know, to these people. But he will say, I miss, I long to be with you, my long, my long, my longed for brethren. He will desire to be with you. He will desire to come for another retreat. He will desire to come, you know, for another departmental meeting. He will desire to come to your campus. He will desire to come, you know, to your church because you left a positive impact in his life. I pray that that will be your story. That will be your story. That will be your experience in your departments. I will long to be in your departments. I will long to come to your campus. I will long to come to your meetings. I will long to come to your retreats. I will long to come, you know, to your strategic meetings. I will long to be with you, you know, because the last time I was with you, you left a positive impact in my life. This is very, very powerful. I want to ask you a question this morning. What kind of impact, you know, are you having in people's lives? Because let me tell you, time is not on our side, you know. So you must make sure that you maximize on the moment that you have to leave a positive impact in people's lives. What kind of impact are you having on people's lives? Is it a positive impact? What kind of impact are you going to leave, you know, in people's lives? Will people, you know, cry when you leave or, with, or will they say good readings? Will people miss you? Or will people say, I will never again desire to be in the presence of this particular dude 
or this lady. I mean, we must endeavor to leave a positive impact in people's lives so that when they leave, they will miss us. Let people miss you for good things. Let people miss you for good qualities. Let people miss you because you left a positive impact in their lives. Let people miss you because of the contribution that you made in their lives in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning by the grace of God that you will leave a positive impact on people's lives. I pray for you this morning that you will leave a positive impact in the church. I pray for you this morning that you leave a positive impact in your office where you are working. I mean, every worker will be fond of you. Your boss will be fond of you. I pray that you will leave a positive impact in the lives of the people that you are interacting with on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. The church will miss your presence. Your department will miss your presence. Your colleagues and your friends will miss your presence. You know, your family members will miss your presence. People who are around you that you interact with, they will miss your presence. They will long for you. Even if you travel, they will long for you. If you relocate, they will long for you. If you're not with them, even for a short time, they will long for you. They will miss you. They will say, I wish she was here. I wish he was here because of the positive impact that you have left in their lives. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Number three, we are looking at Paul opening up his heart. Paul is vulnerable. I'm telling you, I know when I was reading these words, I felt like if the other churches read this letter, they could have been jealous. They could have been they could have said, oh my goodness, what did the Philippians do to Paul? Look at the adjectives he's using to describe, you know, his heart about them. Number three says, my joy, my joy. <coughs> Excuse me. Paul says, my joy, you are my joy. When I think about you, I am happy. You make me happy. You are my joy. Even when I'm alone and I think about you, there's a smile on my face. You know, when I'm asleep and then I wake up in the middle of the night, I think about you. There is a smile on my face. You are my happiness. You truly make me happy. You see, for you to truly make someone happy, you have to know what they love. I need to say that again. For you to truly and honestly make someone happy, you must know what they love. Yeah? That's why you see, if you really want to make somebody happy, you should know what they love. And that is the thing that you give them. For example, if you want to give somebody a gift, you don't just pick any gift. You must ask yourself, what does he love? And if you give that person what he loves, it, brought, it brings a lot of joy, you know, in his heart. He is happy about the gift. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So that I'm sure they had studied Paul, you know, and they knew what Paul really wanted. And when they were able, you know, to understand what Paul wanted, that is exactly what they brought to him. That's exactly what they did. And that's why Paul says, you are my joy. Every leader, every leader, you know, has a button. And when you touch that button, it will make that leader happy. Every leader, I'm telling you, at whatever level has a button. And you must study that leader. You must know that leader and ask yourself, you know, what does my leader love? I am in this, in this department. I am in this CMG. I am in this church. What does my leader love? How can I be the joy of my leader? Every leader has a button. And if you touch that button, it will make that leader very, very happy. You see, the, the, the problem we have in the church, people don't study the leader. 
People don't step in a leader. You can be in a group, but you don't even understand what your leader loves. You can be in a department, you don't understand what your leader loves. You can be in a CMG, you have no clue what your leader loves. You can be in a church and you have no clue what your leader loves. It's time. I want to challenge you today. From today, study your leader. From today, study your pastor. From today, you know, study your bishop and ask yourself, what is it that will make my bishop happy? What is it that will make my pastor happy? What is it that will make my CMG leader happy? What is it that will make, you know, my department leader happy? They have a battle. And when you touch that battle, let me tell you, you'll become their joy. These guys had touched the happy button in the life of Paul. That's why Paul says, you are my joy. Paul never said, you know, Paul never just used words carelessly. He knew what he meant. He said, you are my joy. When I think about you, I'm happy. When I think about you, I'm not grieved. When I think about you, I'm not sad. When I think about you, I'm not regretting why. You know, I even started this church in the first place. When I think about joy, about you, joy bubbles in me. I pray that you'll be like this Philippians. You'll be like this church, you know, in Philippi. That when I think about you, when your pastor thinks about you, when your leader thinks about you, you know, there will be joy. He will be joyful. He will be happy. You know, there are people, honestly speaking, when you think about them, I mean, instead of joy, there's pain. There are people when you remember them, instead of joy, let me tell you, your heart is broken. There are people when you think about them, instead of joy, you know, it's, it's regret. You're like, oh my goodness, I should not have met this person. I should not have hooked up with this person. But I pray that that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. That you will be a trigger of joy in the heart of your leader. You have studied your leader. You know your leader. And you know the happy button for your leader. And that is the button that you're going to press. And I want to give you some of the examples that will make your leader happy. Can I give you, or I should give you another day? Can I give you today, or should I give you next week or next year? Yeah? Should I give you now? All right, let me give you now. For example, when you recognize the leadership of your leader, it makes me, it makes him happy. You know, because there are people who are under a leader, but they don't recognize the leadership of that leader. When you obey the instructions of your leader, let me tell you, it makes him happy. Rebellion makes a leader sad. It doesn't matter at which level. Rebellion makes a leader sad. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I want you to know that rebellion makes a leader sad. You know, very, very sad. In that department, if you are a rebellious being, if you are a rebellious block, if you are a rebellious brother, it makes your leader sad. In that CMJ, in that department, in the church. And there are many people who are very independent. They have an independent mind, you know, in a department, in a CMG, even in the church. Every time you are rebellious, you are the one who is always up in arms to challenge the leader, to go against the grain, you know, to challenge the leadership in a department, in a group, you know, in a church. Let me tell you, the leader is not happy with you. He might not say much. He might, he might not tell you so many things, but that leader is not happy with you. His heart is broken. He is sad. When he thinks about you, he is sad. When he thinks about you, there is pain in his heart. You know, when you support a leader fully, let me tell you, it makes him happy because every leader needs support. I need to say that again. Every leader needs support. It doesn't matter how macho the leader is. Every leader needs support. And when you support that leader, you stand with that leader, you show the leader that you have, you know, you have his back, that you're supporting him. Let me tell you, it makes that leader very happy. When you foster unity within a church, 
within a team, within a CMG, wherever you are, let me tell you, it makes the leader happy. When you foster unity, you are the one fighting for unity. You are the one fighting for oneness. You are the one bringing everybody together and rallying everybody behind the leader. It makes that leader happy. You have to study your leader and ask yourself, what does my leader you know, love? When you are committed, even if everybody else is not committed, when you are committed, let me tell you, you are showing up for meetings. You are in a department and you are showing up for meetings. You are in a CMG and you are showing up for meetings. You are always there. The leader doesn't have to think twice if you will come or not come. You will always be there. It will make the leader happy. Study your leader and ask yourself, what does my leader love? And that is the thing that you do. And when you do it, and when you fulfill it, it will make your leader happy. Hallelujah. You should not be, you see, every department I've realized they have two categories. Those who are active and those who are not active. So they say we are 50, but the ones who are active are 15. So the rest are in another category. They're in the group, but they're not happy. I want you to know that those who are in that category, you are not the joy of your leader. Your leader is not very happy, you know, with you. So I pray for all of you here and you can go on and on and on. Loyalty makes a leader happy. When you're loyal to the leader, when you show him, you know, complete loyalty, you know, you follow his leadership, you know, he, he, he doesn't question your allegiance. He, he's not 50-50 about your leaders. It makes your leader happy. Hallelujah. This is what provoked joy and many others in the heart of, 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 of Paul and when he thought about the, the church at Philippi let me tell you, he called them my joy my joy, I pray that you will make your leader happy, I pray that you will trigger joy in the heart of your leader, I pray that you will be a joy catalyst in that group in that church, in that CMG in that department, in the name of Jesus when the pastor looks at you he will say, you are my joy hallelujah, he will say, you are my beloved, you are my longed for brethren and then he will say you are my joy when i think about you hmm, there is a smile on my face when i think about you i'm happy when i think when i want to laugh i think about you when i want to be happy i think about you when i want to have warm fuzzy feelings i think about you my goodness hallelujah when i want to be happy i don't have to tune on churchill life for me to be happy i just have to think about you i just have to allow you know my my my, my mind to remember you to think about you and Joy will be triggered in my heart. I pray that that will be you in the name of Jesus. Lastly, and then we get to pray. This is powerful. Paul calls them my crown. Look at the adjectives that Paul is using here. He says my crown. You see, a crown is a type of headgear worn by a monarch or, um, or a king as a symbol of sovereignty. For example, King Charles wears, you know, um, a crown on his head, but also a crown. Is a reward, somebody say a reward, is a reward of victory for winning in a competition. It is also a reward for diligent labor. If you've been involved in diligent labor, you've been working, you know, you've been sacrificing, you know, you know, you will be rewarded. So Paul describes the Philippian church as the reward for his labor, the toil, the sacrifices, all these things that he went through, you know, he describes this church as his Hmm, this is powerful. As his crown. It's like the church became his, you know, his crown. The brothers in this church, you know, the leaders in this church, you know, the, 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 the members of this church became the crown 
of his, you know, sacrifices, toiling, fasting, traveling, all these things that he did. He knew that my preaching, my toiling, my sacrifice, my traveling was not in vain. You know, one thing that breaks the heart of a leader is to sacrifice a lot, give himself, you know, to mentorship. He's there, he wakes up early in the morning, six o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, to be in charge, to train, to mentor. He sacrifices, fasting, leadership, counseling. And then at the end of the day, all these things go down the drain. It breaks the heart of a leader. And I'm so glad that Paul looked at these guys. You know, I'm so glad because of this Philippian church. And Paul looks at Paul looks at them and he says, You're my crown. I remember my toil. I remember my sacrifices. I remember the traveling that I had to do. I remember risking my life. I remember waking up early in the morning. I remember staying until late. I remember the counseling sessions. I remember the mentorship. I remember the training. I remember that I served in meetings in the afternoon. I remember pastors from the pews. I remember starting point. I remember, I remember, I remember, and I can see that it was not in vain. You are my crown. You are my crown. You are, you are the reward of my labor. So Paul looked at the Philippian church as the reward of his lever. They turned into pearls. They turned into beauty. They turned into a beautiful church. And that's why he said, you are my crown. I pray today that may you aspire to become a crown. I pray for every church here. May you aspire to become a crown, you know, to your leader. I pray for every member, every shepherd, every pastor who is here, every leader who is here, aspire to be the crown of your leader. May the leader look at you and say, you are my crown. You know, my sacrifices never went, you know, down the drain. You are my crown. My sacrifices, my teachings, my mentorship, this, the, the, the fastings, the counselings, talking to you, you know, guiding you was not in vain. You are my crown. You know, my outreach initiatives, you know, never went down to the drain. You are my crown and I pray you will be the crown of your leader. I pray that you will be the crown of COT. I pray that you will be the crown of the vision that God has given unto us. I pray that you will be the crown Oh, yes, in my heart, in the name of Jesus, I will call you my crown. I, you, you will be the fruit of my labor. You will be the fruit of my diligence. You will be the fruit of my sacrifices. You will be the fruit, you know, of my calling. You will be the fruit of my discipleship program in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My beloved, my long for brethren, my joy and my crown. So it is time for us to pray. The first prayer that I want us to pray, I want you to pray for healing. I want you to pray for healing in your heart. If you have love wounds, I want you to pray. And let us also pray for those who have love wounds this morning, that their hearts may be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Take a place of prayer and let's begin to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Oh my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We pray for healing for anyone that is broken. We pray for healing for every love wounds in our hearts this morning. In the name of Jesus, love wounds in our hearts this morning. In the name of Jesus, there are people who are broken. There are people who are nursing wounds, oh God. Wounds that they picked up, you know, from their parents, from their colleagues, from their friends, from their lovers. Lord, I pray today, oh God, let healing take place in their hearts this morning. In the name of Jesus, bring healing in their hearts, oh God. Bring restoration in their hearts, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray for radical 
a radical surgery in their hearts, oh God, to take away pain and to stop the bleeding in their hearts in the name of Jesus. Some of them have been broken. Some of them have been disappointed. Some of them are in shambles in their hearts, oh God. Some of them, oh God, are just a shell inside because of the experiences that they went through. But this morning, Father, we pray for healing. We pray for healing. And Father, I pray even for us who have love wounds in our hearts. We have been broken. We have been disappointed. We have been rejected. We have been deserted. We have been left, oh God. We have gone through a very painful love experience. I pray this morning, oh God, that may healing take place in our hearts in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you stop the bleeding in our hearts. I pray, oh God, that you take away pain in our hearts. I pray, oh God, that let our minds be transformed. Let our minds be renewed. There are people here, Lord, their minds have been warped because of love experiences. Their minds have been messed up because of love experiences. Their, their minds have been warped because of, you know, um, uh, uh, relationships that were very abusive. I pray this morning that let healing take place. The gospel, the gospel is about healing the broken hearts. And I pray, oh God, that may their hearts be broken, be May their broken hearts this morning be healed in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that may their broken hearts this morning receive a touch from you, O God, in the name of Jesus. The hearts that are broken, the hearts that are in pieces, the hearts that are bleeding, O God, the hearts that are messed up, the minds that have been messed up, O God, I pray that may they find healing this morning in the name of Jesus. Raise your voice wherever you are and pray. Pray for healing right now in the name of Jesus. And pray even for those that you know that their hearts are messed up, their hearts are broken, that they may receive healing today in Jesus' name. May they become the beloved. May you become the beloved. May you become the beloved. May you become the beloved in the name of Jesus. May you become the beloved in the name of Jesus. Let healing flow like a mighty river. Let healing flow like a stream. Oh God, let healing flow in every crevice, in every heart, in every in every life right now in the name of Jesus. Let healing flow to heal every wound right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that the balm of Gilead will become real. The balm of Gilead will become real and touch people this morning and heal them, oh God, and restore them, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that they may build up capacity to receive love. They may build up capacity to be the beloved in the church in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that we shall become the beloved. We shall become the beloved. We shall become the beloved in your house. We shall become the beloved, oh God, in your kingdom in the name of Jesus. We shall receive love. We shall accept love. We shall flow in love. We shall serve in love. We shall do the work of the ministry in love in the name of Jesus. We shall be healed and we shall become the beloved in Jesus' name. We shall be healed and we shall minister from the foundation of love in the name of Jesus. We shall be healed in our minds. We shall be healed in our hearts. Let healing take place now. Let healing take place now. I pray for those who are broken. I pray for those who are shattered. I pray for those who are destroyed by past love experiences. I pray for those who have love wounds. Let healing take place right now in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Heal them, oh God. Heal them, oh God. Heal them, oh God. Let healing flow right now in their hearts, in their broken hearts, in the name of Jesus. May their wounds, may their wounds be bound in the name of Jesus. Father, bind every wound, bind every broken heart in the name of Jesus. Restore every broken heart this morning by your grace and by your power in the name of Jesus. 
thank you, Father, and we bless your name. The second prayer point that I want you to pray, I want you to pray that you will have a positive impact in the lives of people in Jesus' name. Yes, you people will long for you. People will desire your presence. Your presence will, will bring positive impact in the lives of people, in the church, in your department, in your family, at the place of work. You will be you will contribute positively in the lives of the people in the name of jesus raise your voice and pray right now in the name of jesus father i pray that my life my life will leave a lasting positive impact in the lives of people in the name of jesus i pray oh god that the people i meet the people i interact with the people i work with I will leave a lasting positive impact in their lives in the name of Jesus. I will touch lives. I will change lives. I will transform lives in the name of Jesus. I will leave a positive impact in the lives of children. I will leave a positive impact in the lives of my leaders. I will leave a positive impact in the lives of my pastors in the name of Jesus. Through my life, people will be impacted positively. Through my life, families will be impacted positively in the name of Jesus. Through my life, oh God, oh yes, my neighbors will be impacted positively in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because my presence will leave a lasting, lingering, positive impact in the lives of people. I will change people's lives. I will be a blessing to people. I will be the cause of their promotion. I'll be the cause of, your, of their elevation. I'll be the cause of their progress. I will be the cause of their development and growth. In the name of Jesus, my presence in their lives will be a catalyst of progress. My presence in their lives will be a catalyst of growth and increase. My presence in their lives will be a catalyst of good things in the name of Jesus. Everywhere I go, I will change that environment in Jesus' name. When I go to a place that has not developed, I will bring development in that area in the name of Jesus. When I go to a place that is backward, oh God, I'll bring positive change in that area in the name of Jesus. When I meet someone who is broken, I will turn their lives around. When I meet someone, oh God, who is confused and doesn't know what to do, I will bring direction in their lives in the name of Jesus. When I meet someone who is discouraged and on the verge of quitting and giving up, oh God, I will stir up their hearts and courage will rise up within them again in the name of Jesus. When I meet someone, oh yes, who doesn't know where to go, I will become a compass in their lives, to compass in their lives, to lead them in the right direction in the name of Jesus. When I meet someone Someone, oh God, who doesn't know their purpose and their plan for you, I will become a compass to help them discover their purpose in the name of Jesus. Oh God, when I meet someone who doesn't understand his gifts and their talents, I will become this person that you will use to help them see what you have invested in their lives in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, I will bring lost souls into your kingdom. I will restore, oh God, worrying parties. I will help people connect with their destiny and their purpose in the name of Jesus. I will open the eyes of the blind. I will heal the sick in the name. I will cleanse the lepers. I will open deaf ears in the name of Jesus. I will leave a positive impact in the lives of people in Jesus' name. Come on, pray that you too will leave a positive
positive impact in the lives of people. People will meet you and their lives will change. People will interact you and their lives will be changed. People will meet you and they will be transformed for good. In the name of Jesus, people will meet you. You will introduce them to the church and their lives will change for good. In the name of Jesus, people will meet you. People who are broken, people who are hurting, people on the verge of quitting, people on the verge of giving up, they will meet you and you will turn their lives around. In the name of Jesus, you will not be an undertaker. You will be a lifter of men. You will not be an undertaker. You will not bury people. You will be the lifter of men. You will lift up people. You will be an encourager. You will be Barnabas. You will encourage people. You will motivate people. Oh yes, you will bind their wounds. You will leave a positive impact in the lives of people. When children come in your presence, they will live happy. When young people come in your presence, they will live happy. When men and women come into your presence or into your life, you will contribute positively in their lives in the name of Jesus. That will be your story. That will be your experience. That will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Father, we shall leave a positive impact in the lives of people in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Number three, I want you to pray that you will be a joy. You will be a joy to your leader in the name of Jesus. In other words, you will be loyal. You will follow the instructions. You will obey the instructions. You will flow with the leader. Oh yes, you are pressing the joy button in the life of your leader in the name of Jesus. You will not be the cause of pain. You will not be the cause of grief in the heart of your leader. In the name of Jesus, you will flow and you will be loyal in Jesus' name. Come on, raise your voice and pray right now that you will be committed. You will be loyal. You will be flowing. You will be like a power steering, you will flow with the leader in the name of Jesus. You will obey the leader. You will follow the instructions of the leader. You will be able to understand your leader, to know what brings him joy, to know what makes him happy, to know what makes him excited in the name of Jesus. you It, it is your responsibility and you're going to do it. You're going to work at it and you're going you're gonna to make sure that you fulfill that in the name of Jesus so that when the leader looks at you, he can say, you are my joy. Joy. You are my joy. Father, we want to be the joy of our leaders. We want to be the joy of our pastors. We want to be the joy of those who have been placed over our lives in the name of Jesus. And so this morning I pray, oh God, that you are giving us understanding. This morning I pray, oh God, you are giving us the discernment to know what our leaders love, what our leaders like. I thank you, God, that you are opening our eyes. We shall not be clueless. You are opening up our eyes to see the things that that our leaders are passionate about, the things that our leaders are committed uh, are committed to, oh God. And those are the things that we are going to commit ourselves to in the name of Jesus. You're opening up our eyes to see what our leaders are, oh God, passionate about. And those are the things that we're going to be passionate about this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, you're opening up our eyes to see. May God grant you that understanding. May God open your eyes this morning to see, to see and to know what brings joy to your leader and those are the things that you are going to work on in the name of Jesus. May God open your eyes. May God grant you discernment. May God put a burden in your heart. You know this 
evening, this morning rather, in the name of Jesus. May God place this burden in your heart to be able to see what brings joy to your leader. And may you work on it. May you work at it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I know that my leader loves loyalty. And so, Father, I pray today that I'll be loyal in the name of Jesus. I'll be loyal to my leader. I'll be committed to my leader. I will flow with his leadership. I will not be a rebellious a rebellious worker. I will not be a rebellious worker. I will not be a rebellious member in the name of Jesus. My leader loves loyalty. My leader preaches loyalty. My leader teaches loyalty. My leader, oh God, is turned on with loyalty. And so Father, I pray that I will be loyal. I will be a loyal leader. I will be a loyal pastor. I will be a loyal member. I will not be inter in independent. I will not be rebellious in the name of Jesus. Oh, Yes, Father, I know that my leader loves commitment. And so this morning, I pray that I'll be committed. I'll be committed to the vision. I'll be committed to the church. I'll be committed to the department. I'll be committed to the CMG. In the name of Jesus, I will sacrifice my time to show up for meetings. I will be there. I will be there. I'll be there where my leader is. I will be committed to what my leader is committed to. In the name of Jesus, Father, I know that my leader, my leader loves, my leader loves, oh yes, service to God. And so, Father, today I commit myself to serving God. I will serve with all my heart. I will serve with all my energies. I will serve with all my resources in the name of Jesus. Father, I know that my leader, my leader loves attendance of meetings. And so, Lord, I pray today that I will be available. I will be present. This year, 2024, I am changing. I'm rearranging my life. I'm rearranging my priorities. And Lord, I will show up. I will show up in good weather and I will show up in bad weather. I will show up when things are tight and I will show up when things are easy because I want to touch the happy button. I want to touch the happy button. I want to press the happy button, the joy button in my leader's life in the name of Jesus. Father, I know that my leader loves unity. And so, Father, I will foster unity in my group, in my department. I will foster unity in the church. I will fight for unity in the name of Jesus. I'll protect the unity of the church in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I will protect the unity of the brethren within the church, within the fellowship in the name of Jesus. Father, I know that my leader loves excellence. I pray today that let the spirit of excellence, that spirit that was upon Daniel to come upon me, Lord, let me imbibe the spirit of excellence in the name of Jesus because my leader hates mediocrity. My leader loves excellence. May I serve with excellence. May I lead with excellence. May I preach with excellence. May I pray with excellence. Yes, in the name of Jesus. May I do welcome with excellence. In the name of Jesus. May that spirit of excellence come upon me this morning. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, you have to pray. You have to pray that you will be those things that your leader loves. Father, my leader loves generosity. I'll be a generous soul. I will be generous with my time. I'll be generous with my 
with my resources. I'll be generous with my gifts. I'll be generous with my talents. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray that you'll be those things. Pray that you'll be those things that your leader loves. This morning in the name of Jesus. Pray that you will accomplish the things that your leader loves this morning. In the name of Jesus. Pray that you will be those. You will be an embodiment of the things that your leader loves. In the name of Jesus. You will not cause him pain. You will not grieve his heart. You will not make him cry in his closet. You will not make him regret why you came under his leadership in his closet. You will not make him make a prayer that God may remove you. In the name of Jesus. You will not be a thorn. You will not be a thorn in his flesh. In Jesus name you will be a blessing. You will trigger joy. You will trigger joy. You will trigger happiness in his heart, in his life. In the name of Jesus. Father I pray that my children will be my joy. They will trigger joy in my heart. They will bring happiness in my heart. They will bring joy in my spirit. In the name of Jesus. My children will not be a cause of grief and pain in my life. In the name of Jesus. They will trigger joy. They will be a catalyst of joy in my heart. In Jesus name. My pastors will be a catalyst of joy in my heart. Oh yes. My compasses will be a catalyst of joy in my heart. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes. I thank you Father. I bless your name. The last prayer that I want us to pray is that you'll be a crown. You'll be a crown. You will be the fruit of your leader's labor. You'll be the fruit of your leader's toiling and sacrifice. Sacrifices. In the name of Jesus, you'll be a crown. You'll be a crown. Pray that you'll be a crown. You'll be a crown. You'll be a crown. In the name of Jesus, you'll be a crown of beauty. You'll be a crown of satisfaction. You'll be a crown of fulfillment in the heart of the leader. In the name of Jesus, I shall be a crown to my leader. I shall be a crown to my leader. Oh, a crown of beauty to my leader. A crown of satisfaction to my leader. A crown of fulfillment to my leader. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that the leader's sacrifices will not go down the drain in the name of Jesus. My leader's toiling, my leader's preaching, my leader's teaching, my leader's counsel, my leader's instructions will not go down the drain in the name of Jesus. My leader's sacrifices to train me, to mentor me, to pray for me, will not go down the drain in the name of Jesus. My leader's toiling, my leader's mentorship will not go down the drain in the name of Jesus. I will be a crown. I shall become a crown of my leader's labor. I shall become a crown of my leader's diligence in the name of Jesus. I shall become a crown of my leader's fastings. I shall become a crown of my leader's sacrifices in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be any other thing but a crown. I refuse to be any other thing but a crown in my leader's life in the name of Jesus. When my leader looks at me, he will see the fruit of his diligence. He will see the fruit the fruit of his toiling. He will see the fruit of his sacrifices in the name of Jesus. I will, I will demonstrate beauty. I will demonstrate beauty. I will be a crown of beauty in the life of my leader in the name of Jesus. I will not be a weapon. I will not be a weapon of destruction. I will not be a weapon of scattering the church. I will not be a weapon of bringing, of bringing a bad stench. Yes, in the church, in the name of Jesus, but I'll be a crown. 
I'll be a crown. I'll be a crown. I pray for you. You'll be a crown. You'll be a crown. You'll be a leader's crown. In the name of Jesus, you'll be a leader's crown. His toilings will yield you as a crown. His sacrifices will yield you as a crown. Oh yes, his fasting will yield you as a crown. His mentorship will yield you as a crown. In the name of Jesus, whatever he does, his prayers to God oh, will produce you as a crown. In the name of Jesus, a crown of beauty. When he looks at you, when he looks at you, he will say, you are my crown. When he looks at that church, he will say, you are my crown. When he looks at that department, he will say, you are my crown. When he looks at this CMG, he will say, you are my crown. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you today. You will be my crown. COT, you will be my crown. TYC, you will be my crown. My compasses, you will be my crown. My pastors, you will be my crown. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. Not any other thing but my crown. You will be the fruit of my labor. You will be the fruit of my study. You will be the fruit of my prayers. You will be the fruit of my mentorship. You will be the fruit of Titrak. You will be the fruit of my diligence. You will be the fruit of me waking up early in the morning to be in church to teach. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you will be my crown. You will be my crown. You will be my crown. In the name of Jesus, you will be my joy. But also you'll be my crown in Jesus name. I proclaim that over you today in the name of Jesus. Father in the name of Jesus I pray. I pray oh God for my people here. I pray for the church. I pray for my leaders. I pray for my pastors that they will be my beloved. I pray for my pastors. I pray for my people. I pray for my leaders. I pray for my spiritual children. They will be my joy. They will be my crown. There will be people that I long to be with in the name of Jesus every single moment of my life. In Jesus' name, and I pray that we shall be this, like this Philippian church in every aspect. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, and I bless you. Thank you for answering our prayer, and thank you for making it happen. In Jesus' name, we pray, and we all shout a big amen. Amen. Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I proclaim over your life, you are my beloved. I proclaim over your life today. You are the one I long for. I proclaim over your life today that you are my joy. I proclaim over your life today that you are my crown in the name of Jesus. You are my crown. You are the fruit of my labor. You are the fruit of my toilings. You are the fruit of my tears in the name of Jesus. You are the fruit of my travailing in prayer in the name of Jesus. You are my crown. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are my crown. You are my joy. You are my beloved. You are the longed for brethren. You are the person I long for in the name of Jesus. I decree that over your life today. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You are my crown. You are my joy. You are my beloved. You are my longed for brethren. In the name of Jesus. May all these qualities be in COT. May all these qualities be in TYC. May all these qualities be in my compasses. May all these qualities be in my pastors. May all these qualities be in my shepherds. May all these qualities be in my members. In the name of Jesus. Yes, I'm speaking to you. You are my beloved. You are my longed for brethren you are my joy and you are my crown 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. From today, I want you to be praying this, that you'll be the crown of my, of your pastor. You'll be the, the, you'll be the beloved of your pastor. You'll be the joy of your pastor. Yes. And you'll be the longed for brethren, longed for son, longed for daughter of your pastor in the name of Jesus. The pastor should long to be with you. Your leader should long to be with you. You should be the joy of your leader. You should be the crown of your leader. And you should be your pastor's beloved, your leader's beloved. In Jesus' name, we all shout a big amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazeta Chero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.